everyone. It's Dave and Jeff. It is October 2nd, 2021. Dave, we're coming to you from backstage at the Los Lobos concert. Dude, it's insane. This is unbelievable. Dave's got neighbors that are throwing a party. It's Saturday night. We're doing a rare Saturday night podcast. Listen, I, I gotta, gotta tell you, now I haven't been here since two o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. I'm with your neighbor, Will. I kind of dig it. I kind of <laughs> dig it when people are having fun. So if you're hearing anything in the background, I swear to God, the volume, it feels like we are at the amphitheater. Yes, it sure right? does. It is super loud. It's crazy. And it's amazing in this neighborhood that nobody has lost their mind and gone up there. But uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be at the Rams game, yeah. Sunday Rams-Cardinals game. And then Monday night, you're going to the Raider Charger game. Exactly. And so with everything that's happened in the last 24 hours, uh, 36 hours, we figured, hey, let's come in. We'll do a quick Saturday night podcast, get you rolling. And then uh, we'll be back on, I'm thinking Wednesday night. We'll be back Wednesday night and should recap a lot. I do okay. want to say this. I think it will be a week from tomorrow, the 10th. Yes. That uh, depending on Dave's schedule, Steve Woods and Mike Costa will be in here together. I am really looking forward to that. They I are too, which is great. If if you guys know, we talked about with John Conniff the other night. We have this group text that goes on between the four of us, and it's so damn funny. And they really are. They're they're uh, two of our closest friends. Dave, Mike, and Steve are probably my three closest friends. And they're all just so damn funny. So, yeah, they've never been in here together. They've no. been in, and I called Steve yesterday, said, hey, man, you want to come back in? Yeah. You want to come back in? He goes, yeah. And I go, hey, I'm thinking about doing, um, bringing it in where it would be you and Mike. He goes, dude, that'd be insane. And so I texted Mike. Mike said, absolutely. So we'll try to make that happen for Sunday night, the 10th. But the point of our conversation yesterday, Dave, and I know you've been crazy, so I'll get you caught up on everything. Uh, Ken Rosenthal, uh, Dennis Lynn, and uh, Ina Santos. Yeah. I think I got that gentleman's name right. He's really good. He's really good. From The Athletic, wrote an unbelievable piece yesterday talking about the collapse of the Padres and went into a whole lot about A.J. Preller and a lot of things that we've talked about on this show. And I... They wrote something at the end of that article that clearly was the buzzword in this town yesterday on local media. As you look ahead to what the Padres can do to try to get back into it. And Dave, I, I was thinking about this tonight. My sons are here with me. We're coming back tonight from Campo and we're driving that back stretch on the 94. You know, Dave, I'm not 100% sure that they really look at 22 as a year to win. I don't think they look, the more oh I gosh. think about it, the more I think we better prepare ourselves that 22 is going to be a transition year. And, and I'll tell you why. You absolutely have no way to trade Hosmer. No way to trade out. Am I crazy on that, Dave? Yeah, there's no way. How can you trade Hosmer without, number one, eating that contract, and two, having to trade a, a big-time prospect to help you eat that contract? You're not going to be able to trade Myers. Uh, no way you can get rid of Myers. Yeah. And so the one thing that they talked about in the athletic article was looking ahead as, well, what are you going to do? You have no prospects yeah. that are available to come in and, and fill the gaps. You have so many gaps on this team. What could you do? And the one thing they wrote from a rival executive was they may have to think about what the Rockies did 
with Nolan Arenado, and they may have to consider trading Manny Machado to go out and get prospects and reload. And I texted you, I go, you know, Dave, that's not crazy because it would free up the logjam in the infield. Tatis could go to third like Alex Rodriguez and Cal Ripken did. Cronenworth at short. You have to do something with Kim at 21 million. And then Hosmer stays at first because you can't get rid of him. What cracks me up, Dave, and, and I know you see it every day, is the absolute ignorance and arrogance of Padres Twitter. Uh, the the <laughs> most arrogant dumb shits in this town are the people that wrote on Twitter yesterday, well, that's not happening. How the fuck do you know anything? You don't know shit. Put your phone down, asshole. This is what cracks me up. This fucking team is 30 games under 500. Yes. You're done. Or I'm sorry, 30 games out of first place. Yes. You're going to finish below 500. I was with you and what you were trying to say. And you, not all of you, the old school guys that have been there, we've all seen it. Yeah. As the late great Tony Gwynn said, we're the pods. We find a way to do it. <laughs> we're the pods. That should be their slogan going into 2022. But the rest of this new group that have come in, yeah. the swag chain, fourth inning photo group is so goddamn stupid. Oh, hey, you know what? Just trade Hosmer and Myers. You know what? God bless you. We never thought of that. To who? For what? What do you think you're going to get? It's the best. It's, it's the best. That's exactly what they do. Remember, somebody has to want them. You know, you always look at it from does. one side. It reminds me of the day when people used to say all the time, let's trade so-and-so a bunch of shit for Ryan Sandberg. And then talk radio used to be like that all the time. Yeah. Look, you, you got to understand how, how it works out, how trades are supposed to work out. Unfortunately, when you just said 2022 might not be the year. I don't think it is. They might not as well. You might be right. I mean, nope. I, I look at this. The situation with the Giants has completely surprised everybody. Sure. Right? We all thought it was going to be a Dodger-Padre division. Mm-hmm. And one of those teams was going to win it, and one was going to get the wild card. But we both thought they both have a chance for 100 wins. The Giants, not only did they come out of nowhere, they just never let up. Yeah. Just, I've never seen a team do what they're doing. So you, in your mind, going into spring training, you have to think, we all want to go, oh, that was lucky for the Giants. Look, 162 games isn't lucky. Right. You know, I mean, they, they had plenty of chances to fall apart and they never did. And now, again, they're, they're one game lead going into the last game of the season on Sunday. For the Padres, you're right. What can you possibly do to get better, better except spend more money and go to Sidler and get, say, we need to chase free agents? What are you going to do? You mentioned Cronenworth at short and Kim at second. And, and yeah. here, here's my, my issue his trades caused problems, meaning AJ. It's not even just his free agency. Yeah. The the get an Adam Frazier deal was crazy. The Hudson deal was crazy. None of these, everything is touched on all these turn of shit. They weren't good deals when he made them at the, at the first point. Yeah. So when you talk about Tatis, you touch on so many good things right there. Tatis moving. Tatis made it really clear at 22 that he's a shortstop. He doesn't want to change positions. Not saying that he could demand a trade. That's not what yeah. I'm saying. But he is the star of the team. He's the star of the National League. If he's a shortstop and he thinks he's a shortstop and that's what keeps him happy, you kind of got to put him at shortstop. Uh, you have to do what's right for the team. and you also They don't know it. what's right for the team. No, they don't. And you have to look at the fact, go, hey, Fernando, you know what? We love you. Stop missing 50 games a year. And when you stop missing yeah. 50 games a year, uh, and it's not even about the money. It's about the fact that you are a legit MVP candidate 
And I don't want to hear out of you again that I don't want to have shoulder surgery and I don't want to hear again out of you that you demand to play shortstop. So team, now I get it. You're already getting paid for 14 years, so you're fine. But we have to find a way to compete in the National League West and you breaking apart every 10th game isn't getting it done. So you may have to go to third base. And if it was good enough for Cal Ripken, if it was good enough for A-Rod, you better figure out a way to do it. Do you think uh, Do you think in his mind that he understands, he looks around that clubhouse and that locker room and the guys that are running the team and say, I'm going to be the last man standing? No matter what happens, this is my team. I'm the guy that's yep. going to end up with the statue. I'm the guy that's going to be the greatest player since Tony Gwynn, maybe yep. surpass Tony Gwynn in his mind. And I hope at 22 he believes he's going to be the greatest player in franchise history. That he says, it doesn't matter what anybody says here. I'm the guy. Everyone in the league knows I'm the guy. And you're lucky that I signed a, a big-time deal to stay here this long. You're going to keep me happy. I'm going to dictate what happens to this organization in the next 14 years. See, for me, yes, I think you're right. What I would do, if I was Preller and I'm dancing for my job right now. Do you think he's dancing for his job? Well, he's going to get rid of another manager, Dave. Yeah. And when they come out and they're 81 and 81 next year and they miss again, then somebody's going to look and say, well, at some point, I mean, he should be fired tomorrow. He, he should be, but Seidler's not going to do it. Which is so dumb. The The ignorance of Seidler and, and what I was told the other day is the culture over there is awful. Toxic. Oh, which I, is and I think really, everybody sees it. Well, we said it on the show two weeks ago it, that, that you got to get rid of everyone because it's poison. Well, then, then I point but the finger. But that's you and I. It's Seidler. Yeah. It has to Seidler. come down to Seidler. 100% it sounds Seidler. Jeff said something on the show uh, a week ago, not the one that went with Conniff. You said it when you were talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. And What and, Mark Laurie said. And it was, it was a great quote, and I think as a sports fan, we're all in favor of it. We're quick to hire and too slow to fire. And this is where Seidler's going to make a huge mistake, not only as a businessman, but as a baseball owner. By yeah. being too slow to hire. We all know what the problem is. Everybody knows. Even those yeah. guys you just talked about on Padres Twitter, they know that Preller has to go. Yeah, I mean, you hire Mike Daly? You bring another Rangers guy in? Like, what an F you to everybody in this community yes. that you're going to double down. And and sorry, Pete, that's an F you from you to us that that you don't care. And Seidler doesn't care, dude. It's the only thing that can be said. And you know what? Is he Pete, afraid of conflict? I, you're, you're I don't a manager. know him. No, I'm just saying, in your job... We, we address it immediately. I, and everything I do, just as far as coaching and staff and players and anything that it, comes up, same thing. you got to address it immediately, and none of those conversations are comfortable. But the quicker you do it, the quicker you can move on and hopefully have success. I hope the guys on my team know how much I respect them. But ultimately, I have to make the call. So if you're doing something wrong, i got to call you on it. Yeah. But, I, uh, but they know every day that how much I appreciate them because I tell them every well, day. Because they a, do their job. They're great. Yeah, my point is Preller's yeah. not doing his job. No. So why stay with a guy that you know is not doing the job? Because it's not in your DNA. You don't have the ability to understand. You know what a failing business is. Right. We're talking to Seidler. Yeah. You know this isn't working. This is not the guy. He. This is 100% on Seidler at this point. Yes. 100% on Seidler because he refuses to acknowledge there's a problem. Don't be, look, don't be soft. You know, straight up, just don't, don't be soft. Do what's the best for it. Look, if this was any other business that he owned, he would go about it and get rid of that guy that has failed him for seven years. Recognize the problem. There's a problem and you're the cause of it because you refuse to address the problem yeah. by letting Preller run wild. It's no longer Preller's problem because he's got an enabler. Yeah, he shows up to work because you're paying him to show up to work every day. And you tell him every day is great. Yes. 
You tell everybody it's great. Nobody believes what you're saying. Goddamn moron. <laughs> it is so It is so nuts. Unfortunately, for Padre fans out there, this is what you're stuck with. There's not another pro refuse, team that would do this. Not one. They ref, I mean, not everybody. But there's that, that's not going to happen. I read that. I was like, who are you? What do you know? Did you know they were going to sign Machado? Did you know they were going to trade? For, nobody knew that. No. Do you know they were going to trade for Frazier? But because you're sitting there at Calstall Chevrolet, you asshole, shut up. God, you're just embarrassing your family. Your dad just, your mom's reading that tweet. And your dad's just like, what does he know? <laughs> yeah, 1.7 GPA at Valhalla and this asshole all of a sudden is Peter Gammons. No, it's 100% on Pete Seidler. And I would also tell you this. I would prepare for a very similar 22 and they're going to try to slap more lipstick on this pig it doesn't matter when you look at what the dodgers will do this offseason i'm also seeing people saying the giants get financial flexibility it's not next year it's two years out but it doesn't matter the giants are reloading and are better and, and they have three world championships and they're very close to winning the division. I love the fact that everything's coming down to Sunday. Uh, but whether they're the division winner, Dave, or, or a one-game playoff to determine the wild card, they are killing it. And oh, it's yeah. been unbelievable. They have the manager of the year, right? Gabe yeah. Kappa is going to win manager of the year. They're going to yeah. win front office person of the year more than likely, unless yeah. Friedman gets credit for Scherzer and Turner. They, the Giants have been the surprise. And right now, still have the best record in all of baseball. And what Farhan Zahidi has done yeah, up there has been incre- such a short time. Has been incredible. He's doing what we were told Preller's going to yes. do. He's doing it. Yes. By remember, be- it was so empty that Bochy says, "I got to get the fuck out of here too." Flannery, I got to yeah. retire. Yeah. Th- there was nothing there, and in two years they turned this whole thing but around. But those guys did their part, and that's it. And as one major league executive was quoted in the uh, athletic piece. No way Bochi goes anywhere near that. Yeah. I can't tell you. Who do you think those quotes are coming from? Uh, that's funny. We talked about it a lot. A lot of people thought Andy Green. The reason, yeah. Do you think it's Andy Green? Because I thought it might be somebody from outside the organization. I didn't I didn't necessarily take it as somebody with ties within that the organization. Somebody was a former manager. Yeah, but a lot of people I talked to thought, like you did, Dave, that it was somebody like, like Andy or yeah. Bud. At the same but see, and they use the word fucking. They, you know, yeah. no fucking way he goes there. And I'm thinking, Andy Green's not saying that. But I'm thinking, Bud Pat might Murphy. say that. That's what my son said. Punching Pat Murphy. My guy. Hey, you know what? <laughs> we we skip over the fact that when he fired Bud, yeah. he promoted Pat Murphy. Pat Murphy managed how many games for this team? Dude, a lot. From, yeah. from May to the end of the year. Yes. So, so we look at Dave Roberts for one game. Yeah. Rod Barajas. This is technically the fourth manager he's hired. Punch and Pat was promoted when you had the opportunity yeah. to go to anybody. And Pat was the guy for that whole year, right? Yes. Yeah. He was all the way from, remember they were, what, 35 and 36 or whatever the hell they were, and they decided, bud, you're out. Pat had been hired at El Paso yeah. out of Arizona State. Yeah. Yeah. And Barry Bloom, or fucking Barry Bloom. Yeah. Asshole. He's so out of the loop. Uh, you know, they didn't really give Pat Murphy a chance. Shut up, Barry. <laughs> Do you remember when he used to be credible? Yeah, I don't either. Um, I think you I think you better prepare for the fact that a lot of the guys that are here are going to be back next year. There is no market for Hosmer. There is no market for Myers. 
So I don't know. I mean, you tried to move them, and I don't know how you move them, right? And so for me, Dave, this yeah. would be my play. My play would be, yeah, I would hate it. I would do it kicking and screaming, but I would say I need to move Machado. Machado's market right now is probably the best it'll be during the during the time of his deal. And if I move Manny out, I think somebody will assume the contract. I can probably get a couple of guys back. I know the Rockies weren't thrilled with what they got back for Arenado. No, not at all. But you tried to do it. And then, like I said, you have the ability to move to tease. It frees up that log jam, Cronenworth. Kim goes to yeah. second. You got to find a way to get Kim in. The next thing I think you do is you look at moving Darvish. And I tell you why you move Do you think anybody him. takes him? Uh, Darvish I don't know. has been really bad. You move Darvish, but it also frees up Caratini. Caratini goes as well. And now the reason why I look at that is, again, it gives you a little bit more financial flexibility, but you can sell this fan base that we're coming back with Snell, Clevenger, and Musgrove as our top three. And now Camposano steps in if you want him to be your catcher. Yeah. So now Camposano comes in, probably assumes the number one role. Nola's kind of more of a backup. But now all of a sudden you do that. Frazier's got to go, right? Fam's got to go. Grisham's back. And I don't know, maybe you try to find a way. I guess maybe if Fam's out, that you can try to sell the fan base that you bring Frazier back because he's arbitration eligible. Yeah. Not going to make a whole lot of dough. But I think you try to go out and get a big bat to try to keep the fans on your side. But I don't think any of that happens. I really don't. I don't think any of that happens. I think, and the other thing is, if you were able to move Machado, and let's say out of some crazy way that you put some package together and you're able to move Hosmer, then I think that frees up Tingler to bring in another stooge. Okay, a couple things with uh, with Machado. Do you remember his details? Doesn't he, doesn't he have an opt-out? Uh, yes, after 2023. After 2023. And that remember, that was the problem with Arenado as far as the, the talk of why the Rockies didn't get back what people thought they should have gotten back for a guy with that talent. He has an opt-out after this year. Yeah. And so who, who knows what happens with Arenado's deal. But with the Padres, after 2023 with Machado, they're, I'm, I'm trying to look up his, his things real quick as you're talking. From what I understand, there are six teams I remember he couldn't be traded to. But basically, you could trade him. Yeah, he's got six yeah. teams you, a the, year. You, you, could, you could trade him as far as uh, moving him off. And maybe he's at the point where, hey, it's time to, to get out of here too. Why would I want to stay here with the way things are going? I don't know what goes on inside that clubhouse. Because of COVID, a lot of people don't know what's going on inside that clubhouse. You're hearing coaches are fighting. You're hearing players yeah. are fighting. Either way, it's not a good environment Toxic. from top to bottom. Toxic is what you're and hearing. And divided. Yeah, and what would you – why should we be surprised, right? You lose well, that many games, you're pointing fingers that it's not my fault, it's that guy's fault. Are you surprised that one of these leaders, whether it's Hosmer, who nobody wants to hear from, it sounds like anymore, Machado, anybody that that hasn't been more vocal, like doing interviews to let us know, hey, yeah. I'm doing the best I can to take control of this clubhouse? I don't know. I think the offseason will be interesting. And then, Do you think it comes out more in the offseason as far as the pointing fingers go? I, Dave, I have no idea. I because, mean, uh, my, my point is we all hear about leaders all the time, and I don't yeah. know what a good leader is and what a bad leader is. I mean, well, we don't know. We see it in quarterbacks all the time for yeah. getting a lot of credit or not enough credit. But I, I have no idea. I just look at the last three years and – I, I don't think you've gotten out of Manny what you're paying Manny for. Uh, Manny, to me, is not a problem. To me, the problem is you haven't got out of Hosmer what you're paying him for. 
You haven't got Anna Myers who's talking the other day. The fact that Myers was talking amazes me. And people celebrating Will Myers. You know, Will, yeah, had a boy. Thanks, Will. Thanks for saying what we had to say. Hey, Will, how about saying, you know what? Who's been awful? Me. Oh, what? Yeah. This nobody sees it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I just and and you point out the fact I pointed out the fact the other day that you see different stories that Nelson Cruz is going to be, who will be 41 years old. Nelson Cruz has been talked about as one of the top targets for the offseason. Hey, I love that. He's going to come in and be the clubhouse leader. Great. Maybe, uh, who else is available, Dave? Rod Carew? <laughs> you want Rod? Why, why Nelson Cruz? I could think of eight reasons He's why He's a former ranger. That that's it right there. I love how Chris Young, former Padre, who's now the GM of the Rangers, is firing everybody that AJ used to love. He and should. I, and and AJ's saying, "Come on over." Chris doesn't want you. We want you here in San Diego. I just it's it's mind numbing. So how bad it is. Here's another thing with Nelson. Even it, and look, as you said, how old he is. Why would you grab another right-handed power bat? Why wouldn't you go with the lefty? Yeah. Why wouldn't you go after Kyle Schwarber? He's a veteran guy. Why wouldn't you go out for, mix it up? Why don't you get another get get a big lefty bat instead of another right hander bat? How are any of you renewing season tickets? What are you doing? And you're it paying for? a lot more. A, a ton of them are. A ton of them are. This used to be my argument all the time. Don't buy tickets until they start giving you a product you want to support. Well, they did that this year. Yeah. When they when they made a commitment to Machado and to Tease, you go. They made a commitment to me as a fan. Right. I'm in. I, I completely understand why you'd buy season seats. The fact that they're going to raise the price of tickets after you've lost basically 80% of your games yeah, is crazy. That It's embarrassing. They are closing the window and nailing it shut with Preller here. It's just, it absolutely amazes me that Seidler thinks for a second that this guy has the capability to fix it. He doesn't. It's been seven years, and at that point, it falls all on Pete Seidler. 100% on Pete Seidler, and nobody in this town will call him out other than us because he's a nice guy. Well, great. Fantastic. It doesn't change anything. He's still a nice guy. He's a wonderful addition to the community. And he's a terrible owner. <laughs> the only thing that ha- that you have a chance as a fan to turn this around is uh, Seidler making a decision that's a tough one. And that's getting rid, rid of his it's guy, a, Preller. But Dave, it's not a tough one. It's tough for him. It's tough for him. He sees him in the office every day and goes, this is my guy. I gave so, him a big extension. He's my guy. I believe in this guy. And now I have to go and say he's out of here. But yeah. he's your only hope because it's the only thing that can change the future. Otherwise, you're nuts as a fan to think it ever changes. It has to change. And so, wait. So, using your argument, AJ is very close with Tingler. So, we're going to let uh, AJ fire his buddy, but Pete can't fire his buddy. Look, I, I know the money's different. No, my, no, my point of this is AJ's that guy who's throwing everybody under the bus. That, it's embarrassing. That's what they wrote. 100% he is. I mean, he's firing everybody he brought on, stabbing everybody in the back to save his ass. It's, it's Sounds em- like it. it. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing as a human being the way he is handling this. I he, just, he could have easily done what you see a lot of NFL coaches do. Yeah. And go, look, if you're going to blow him out, you got to blow me out too. But he, no, he's like, damn right, it's that guy's fucking fault. He's firing every guy. He points the finger at every single guy. If it was AJ Auto Repair... You go in to get a tire rotation. You come out, your catalytic converter falls off. And and all you guys are like, hey, it happens. How? How does that happen? 
Because I got a moron making decisions. I just went in to get a goddamn oil change. Why is my catalytic converter bouncing down the 94? Hi, AJ. Oh, I know. I'm going to hire another guy now. He'll fix it. Oh, okay. And then I'll stab him in the back in two years, too, and we'll blame him. Man, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. You know, we always talk about a guy code. AJ has broken every guy code there is. Every guy code? Yeah. Yeah. Every, it's everybody's fault but mine. And but I'm the guy that brought every one of those guys in. It, and nobody you didn't will call them shit. up. You didn't no. hear shit. Those are your guys that you fought for when they came here. And now you're throwing all His of them under the bus. fingerprints are all over the team. And everyone says he micromanages. You hear it all the time. No yeah. one who says he doesn't. He does everybody's job for them, but he's firing all those guys. Gruppner did his job. They got $2.1 yeah. million through there. Yay for Eric. Good Minnesota guy. He's the one guy over there getting shit done. Don, Mud. Scan did a bang-up job doing play-by-play today. Junior. Poor goddamn Mike Pomerantz. We got to do a GoFundMe. Get that guy his staycation. That guy's <laughs> got to go on and sell this shit every night. Y'all lied to him. Told him things were going to be better. Mike looks at Sweeney and goes, Are you goddamn kidding me? I got to try to sell this shit? I get my ring sized every year. For nothing. <laughs> Mike Pomerantz has had a bad run in San Diego. Yeah. Maybe it's Mike. Yeah. <laughs> this guy going, and nothing good ever happens to Mike. Okay, so then today, the John Heyman thing. John Heyman comes out with a report. Dave, I know you were coaching all day. So John Heyman comes out with a report this morning that, uh, that Tingler is going to be fired. Yeah. Well, Padres do what they have to do. Hey, hang on, hang on. No decisions have been made. Well, no decisions. Decision has been made. And I'm sure Jace knows. AJ knows the whole thing. But you're like, you know what, Jace? We're going to show you the common dignity. We're just going to show you the dignity to let you ride it out. There's no reason to fire you with three games to go. Who are we going to have managed for three games to go? Wayne Kirby? Wayne, you want three games? Put this on your record. Yeah. Barajas again? I mean, so they're just like... We'll see it all the way through. So then the Padres had to come out today and say, hey, nothing's happened. Jace managed the game today. I was just waiting for somebody to ask Jace, hey, you got a night off in San Francisco. What you doing? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. I'm going to go see Rent. Do the Alcatraz night tour. Maybe go to the top of the Transamerica building, get some tiramisu. And then we goddamn cry my pillow. I got fired. AC? You asshole? You um, asshole, you didn't help. So <laughs> you took it to a stick of dynamite in the air, and then you went and posted pictures of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was the craziest shit of all time. Oh, those guys are just, man, for Kevin and, and Dennis Lynn. Holy cow. Dude, like if you're, if, no joke, if you're Jace on Sunday, it's your last game. I mean, yeah. we all Does know he he's cry tomorrow? I think he's already cried a lot. I think he's talked to his wife on the phone and cried a lot already. And now he sits there and he, he's out. He does the lineup card. He, the game's going to be over. He's going to walk in that clubhouse at the end of the game. Yeah. Do that look around. Every one of you motherfuckers fucked me. That's what, yeah. he's, that's what he has to think. That's All it. of you hate my guts, including my coaches. All of you guys have thrown me under the fucking bus. This did, has been a nightmare. Did Jace actually ever have a jersey with his number and name on he it? He did. He I had mean, 32. he's always in the hoodie. I always thought it was funny because it, it was. He had 32 because he took Gore's number. And I went, what the fuck? I thought Gore was supposed to be 32. Then they, uh, Padres, Padre move, did the ultimate thing. They gave Gore number one. Hey, don't be afraid to put more pressure on that yeah, kid. Yeah, right? 
Hey, look at number one over there. Can't even throw a strike. First pitch strike, not for number one. If you're a tingler and you have your, your man cave, wherever it is, right, in, in Fort Worth, do you even have the Padre jersey framed to put That's up there? Question. That's a good question. Do you have the hoodie framed? If Bernie Wilson has pen. Yeah, Bernie Wilson has any game. Yeah. Chase, what do you do with all your 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 gear? Where does it all go? Chase is going to end up suing the Padres for skin cancer. I yeah. got skin cancer. All these getaway games and Sunday games. Look how dark I am. I got skin cancer. <laughs> look at me. I, okay, here's my thing on Tingler. A- at the end of it, yeah, like we watch Pat Murphy. We don't know Pat. No. We never dealt with him. No. It just felt like Pat immediately wasn't the right mix, yeah. right? Andy Green, you just knew, wasn't the right mix. But Tingler, man, there was a part of me with Tingler where you watched this thing the last kind of month, Dave. Yeah. And hear more and more that came out. Is there a part of you that kind of feels bad for him? I do feel where bad for him. you kind of feel I like do. he got railroaded Look, by his I buddy? was the first guy, but I wasn't the first guy. I was with everyone else. Who the fuck is Jace? All yeah. of us did the same thing. Who's this right. guy? We messed up his name all the time. We didn't know who he was. Didn't help that he comes out and he's four foot eight. You know, yeah. we're like, Jesus, who is this guy? In his gi. About his <laughs> sensei. In his gi. Then he does the dumb line. I've managed a bunch of games in my oh, mind. Oh, boy. That was, was a bad day. It was a, it was a horrible day. No experience. I mean, it was it was insane. We're like, this guy's going to manage Machado? Yeah. Like, Hosmer? Yeah. What? All these, yeah. What are we doing here? And he's going, man. And then he had a great 60 games in 2020. Yeah, and he was cool. And he was off to a red-hot start the first 50 games this year. And we're like, this guy's the winningest manager in, in Padre history. He was a moron the night that uh, the Tatis hit the yeah, Grand Yeah, he slam. fucked that up. But he, I think, I think a lot of... But he the next yeah, day. I think a lot of veterans were surprised. I mean, the game changed a lot that night. And Jay owned baseball. it the next day. He did. So, to his credit. And, and the, the game changed. Yeah, there, there's a part of me... Jace isn't a bad dude. No. I honestly believe he actually did his best every single day. But now that shit has hit the fan, it comes down to that's not a veteran manager and it's another big mistake. I can't think of a more gutless move than all those players going to narc on Jace, to Seidler. And, and I agree. I, what a bunch of punks. And that's what they did to Andy Green. Yeah. So, okay, so what's the deal? And why is this okay yeah. in the way things are breaking down? Why is this okay in this organization that the players go and trash the managers nonstop yeah. and it comes out all the time? Well, I'd be like, hey, man, let's sit down. Yeah. Let's go to baseball reference and see what you've done in your time here. Yeah. That- what have you done as a leader? Because I'll tell you this, uh, Bochy will tell you that in his time here, when he got here, one of the guys who bought in immediately was Ken Caminetti. Yeah. Now, look, Boach played in the bigs. Tingler didn't. Boach admired, uh, coached up here as third base coach and had also been triple uh, a manager in vegas yep boach had a lot of credibility and he demanded it it but, was big of as a, big as a brick shit household Beat yeah the hell out of you but boach said that caminetti immediately bought in yeah and if guys acted up or tried anything then they were going to answer to caminetti tony bought in they'd been teammates yeah. trevor hoffman bought it and to me i think that needs to be addressed that you have a bunch of self-centered underachievers yeah and and i love you know nothing against ac hey the players acknowledge that they're part of it well then why are they narking why are they little snitches address it with yourself maybe if you perform at the level you expect to perform at jace isn't the problem 
Yep. But it's what that organization does, and this is, again, why Pete Seidler is the problem. You have a bunch of finger pointers. It starts with A.J. Preller, and it is a trickle-down effect to the team. And until you get a strong leader in there, in the president of baseball ops, which then hires a strong manager, and then you determine who are the guys that are coming up here with their goddamn notepad, with their, their ideas... God, if that Hosmer walked through the door, and I'm, I don't know if he did, in fairness to Eric, but who's up there crying? Is it Tatis? Boy, would that be disappointing. Wouldn't that be disappointing? Yeah, it'd be shocking. A 22-year-old would be shocking. I hope it's not. But it's Manny. I believe it's, my guess is it's Manny. People go, oh, you point everything at me. My thing, the reason I say it's Manny, Manny's the guy, honestly, does have the strongest voice. He's still in his prime, and he's still a very good baseball player. And people look at, and nobody looks at Hosmer as the franchise. Machado yeah. is the veteran star on this team. Well, every team Tatis has adult, is a story, and that'd probably be Hosmer. And so, yeah, I think everyone knows Hosmer's the idiot, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, he, overall, idiot. I mean, the thing is, seven years you're stuck with this guy. What a thrill! <laughs> seven years. I can't think of a guy that wore I, that uniform longer that that bugs me more. Dude, you have three more years of it. Four. Is in your? I thought this was your four. No, you got another year at twenty, and then three at thirteen. Ah. <sighs> How's that feel, Dude, asshole? That, how does he feel? He can't like being here. I don't think he's smart enough to figure you it out. You don't think he's smart enough to figure it out that nobody likes him? His new nickname should be Toro, because that guy looks like a goddamn matador at first base. Never seen a guy more scared of the ball. What the hell happened to that guy? They should sign Steve Sachs or Chuck Knobloch to play second, just whiz it at his head. So you aren't going to get the big-time name manager if you still have Preller? That's no. it. I mean, so all the talk now, all baseball's ready to change and go after guys like Larusa and Madden and all these veterans that they're ready to rehire and bring them yeah. back in. None of these guys that are supposed to be baseball guys want to work for a guy like Preller. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming out tonight. Remember, mask on until you have a question. Well, this is a real thrill for us. Uh, it was sorry to see Jace go. We're thrilled that he's accepted the job to replace Mark Sweeney as host of Padres Live, the pregame show. We wish Mark Sweeney all the best joining a winning organization, whichever organization he joined. But with Jace moving on, we obviously had a vacancy in the manager's office. We did an extensive search of one person, <laughs> and it's a great deal of pleasure to announce, uh, it's a great pleasure, I should say, to announce the new manager of the San Diego Padres. Please welcome former Rangers catcher Jim Sunberg. Jim, come on up here. <laughs> Well, this is great. Uh, what a thrill. A couple of months back, I was there at the VFW just hanging out. We were running the fish fry. We do that uh, every week to raise money for the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, all of a sudden, I got an email from AJ saying, hey, can you save my ass again? Well, it's just a, it's great to be here, and I'm really excited to get going with all these young men. Uh, question from Kevin Acey. Kevin, that's a great question. I think the first thing we have to do is, hey, we have to come together as a unit. Kevin, any other questions? <laughs> Kevin, I agree. I think what you see with Manny is he's one of the all-time greats. It's just a pleasure. And, and I'm looking forward to sitting down with Manny and, and talking to him about his role on this team. Not only on the field, Kevin, but as a leader off the field. Not a fucking chance that's going to happen, Jim. What's your second wish? Kevin, I think you were saying, what's my second wish? Well, I, I think uh, Fernando Tatis, you saw it. 
You know, I watched his dad play. His dad was a, a heck of a competitor, and I, I see it in the sun, too. Uh, Kevin, anything else? No, that's it. I forgot to be able to crooked wireless. <laughs> Getting a new phone. Good for you, Kevin. No, just pick it up a little extra time. Out. <laughs> yeah, that's my prediction. Jim Sunberg. <laughs> cricket wireless. They don't pay much at the UT. <laughs> Yeah. Let me ask you, in the media wise, why why isn't the media more vocal? Why are people afraid to call outsider? Look, I understand ninety seven three and why Point they the don't. Finger. Why why don't people call out the owner? It all they starts at the top. We, we've done it before, right? Yeah. People used to call out Spanos oh, all the time. All day long. Why aren't they call? Uh, why aren't they not calling outsider? Because low hanging fruit. And I get it. Pete Pete committed money that Dean. But never as a committed. fan, okay, look, as a fan, and, and seriously, you're a supporter of this team. Yeah. Why aren't look Dodger fans went after the owner when things went yeah. to shit. You know, to the point where they push the owner out. I'm not saying he pushed Pete out. No. He's asking Pete to make an adult decision. That's it. Recognize the problem. Address the problem. The yes. problem's Preller, Pete. Get it done. I'll Give fire him for you. Give us something. Because if you bring back Preller, right now the whole town is turned on him. Uh, I don't think so. I think, I think at this point, I think two weeks ago it was about 20%. I'd say now, David, it's about 35%. Really? I think it's about, but the problem is that other 65, yeah, I think about 35% think because, are incredibly frustrated. Why do you think people haven't called them out? Do you think they're it, lazy? It's okay. I wonder if, if at the same time, are they, well, shit, if the guy's still here, I can't trash him. Like, uh, I understand again, 97.3, you have a relationship with them. You're the franchise. Yeah. But if you're 1360, and I'm not even talking about radio because no one's paying attention to what's going on at 1360 right now, I'm talking about the UT. Why isn't the UT more active on going after Seidler? Yeah, demanding more. Exactly. Uh, demand more. It, it, uh, this is why I used to go years. after Nick all the time. If, yeah. So if I say, Nick, you got the strongest voice in town. You're the one that has to what? do what you can to attack the Chargers on this possible move. How can you possibly believe that, that Preller has the ability to turn this thing around? What are you, what are you seeing? There's nothing. The guy's 0 for 7. Not right? counting 2020s. He's had a losing season every year. Yeah, and he's failed in every manager he hired. Everyone. And unfortunately, his most recent transactions have not panned out very well. They've been bizarre. And also, one of the things no one ever talks about with this Padre team and the collapse, there's not been a team more affected by the elimination of spider attack than the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you've seen, listen, Dave, there's been a hundred things that have gone wrong with this team since August. And you know what? I give full credit to the guy who was the guy, Dennis Lynn wrote a column in The Athletic. I got to go back and look at this because I'm convinced I sent, before Mike and Steve get in here, I sent you guys a screenshot and I said, holy cow, this guy's unbelievable. And it was around when they were 17 games above 500. Dennis wrote an article in The Athletic, maybe shortly after the trade deadline. It was probably right around that time when they didn't get Scherzer, then Scherzer and Turner goes. And a guy wrote a comment and said, this team's not going to finish 500. Do you remember when yeah. I cut that? Yep. And and he pointed out they have so many games against the Dodgers and the Giants and the Braves. Were the Cardinals in that mix too? Down the stretch. And whoever that dude was, it wasn't our show. It wasn't Steve's show no. or the paper or the athletic. That was the first guy where I cut that and I looked at that and I go, remember you and yeah. I talked about it and we sent it to Steve and Mike and I was like, dude, look at what this guy just laid out. And he said, 
it was like right after Paddock got hurt and, and things had fallen apart. And this that guy wrote, this team's not going to finish 500. Yeah. And it wasn't just whining and moping. He made point after point after point as to why they weren't. And son of a gun, if that guy didn't nail it. He did. Like, he did. unfortunately, we were I'm, all hoping he'd be wrong. And he was 100% right. No, unfortunately, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, okay, so... <laughs> Here's the deal. Going into the last game of the season tomorrow, going Sunday, and uh-huh. they do something very interesting on the last game of the season, which is one of the things Major League Baseball has gotten right. They start every game at the exact same time. Love it. It's really smart because if you're in it or you have something to play for, you can't sit there and wait for somebody in front of you yeah. to, to either screw up or, or have success so you can decide to save guys. And so everybody goes at the exact same time. What time is that? One? 12.30, I think, is when everybody starts. Everybody starts at 12.30, our time. God, okay. I, I'm going to be at uh, SoFi. Yes, yeah, so you're going to be at SoFi. It's going to be crazy. So right now, looking at the National League West, since that's our division, uh-huh. the Dodgers are one, game's out, one game out because the Padres won on Saturday. Dodgers won tonight against the Brewers. And so they're one game out. And the craziest thing is through these 162, because we see it all the time, how – how hard it is to play 162 games that guys go and as fans you know we're guys into it tonight or why didn't they do the little things you know little runs here and there and you can break it down as a guy who follows the giants and the dodgers that check swing at dodger stadium right where he struck out and everybody saw that he struck out. i put it on twitter the picture and then he struck out and the umpire ruled he didn't swing and the next pitch is a game-winning home run Oh, my God. And it changes. Whereas the Dodgers should be the team up one game going into Sunday, not the Giants. Okay? So, if you're the Cardinals, all right, you're rooting for complete chaos, right? Completely. Because Junior said, Tony Jr. said Did he say the same thing? Mm -hmm. Because if you do this right, meaning you're the Cardinals, Giants lose, Dodgers win. Now, they got a playoff on Monday. Yeah. That means they're burning a guy that a lot of, half the teams are thinking, well, they're thinking one team at least, uh, both teams are burning their number one. Yeah. Okay, to win that game. And then you have to burn your second best player in the playoff game against the Cardinal against um the the Cardinals. Yeah, for the wild And card. then 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 you have to go up again. Yeah. And now you're going with your 3 and you're going holy fuck, man. Well, let's go. It completely it completely changes things. This is I mean, we always say why sports is great. Yeah. But I mean, this is great for sports. Well, let's look at the American League wild card. Yes. Because the Red Sox and Yankees are now tied. Yes. Correct. And I got to look where everybody stands. Again, I was Blue, out all day. And the Blue Jays are a game behind. So the way yep. I think it goes is if the Yankees lose again and Tampa smoked them today. Yep. And Boston loses tomorrow. I can't remember who Boston played today. Boston's and, playing. Aren't they playing the Orioles? Am I wrong on that? Or I think you're right. Game? Okay. And then the Blue Jays win. Now you've got a three team. And... You have to determine Team A, Team B, Team C. And if you're Team A, then you get to host Team B. And if you win, then you get to host Team C. So they were saying that if it comes down to three, you either want to be A or C. Because if you're A, you would have home field advantage for the two games, assuming you win. uh, Game one. Or if you're Team C, you only play one, but you have to play one on the road. That's complete chaos. So, yeah, I think for really, really fun baseball craziness, what you want tomorrow is you want the Yankees to lose, you want the Red Sox to lose, you want the Blue Jays to win. I feel like there's a fourth team in that mix, too, and I can't think of who it is. And then in the National League, you definitely want the Pods to beat the Giants 
and you want the Dodgers to win too. Then yeah, complete because then it becomes one against one. Yeah, win and you're in. See, yeah. that's what I love, and and I've heard I'm a huge fan of Agler, huge fan of Tony, and Agler said, God, it just doesn't seem right that you play win 104 games and this wild card's not two out of three. I agree with what Scan said today. And what Scan said is this is perfect for baseball because you have so much interest and you put so much on winning the division that if you knew the wild card was two out of three, yeah, you're probably resting guys. And you might be setting up your rotation. You cannot do that. Every pitch matters tomorrow. Every decision made uh, especially for Toronto, right? It all matters. Giants save Kapler tonight. What do you think he's thinking tonight? Oh, my God, man. I think that everybody's a little bit panicked. I and mean, if you're the Dodgers, you're lucky to be this far and still be in it. If you're the Giants, all you had to do is... Can you imagine we come down to Monday? It'd be great, too, because you'll be at the radar. Oh, yeah, I'd miss it. So here you go. You have, right now, looking at their records, the Giants have 106 wins. They're yeah. 106 and 55. And they're they 51 could be down, games over 500. And they could be down to a one and one against uh, Gosman pitch today. So who are you going to throw on Monday? The thing is, Gosman's not even their their main guy right now. I mean, you got you got it, it's crazy. They've done they've had a lot of guys step up. Logan Webb has been outstanding. Okay, so here you go. You have the Dodgers who are exactly 50 games over 500, right? Or, yeah. Excuse me, 49 games over 500. They're at 105 and 56. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, they're, they're, as I said, yeah, 105-56, that's what they're at right now. To have those two teams with 100-win uh, seasons is insane. There's only one other team that has 100 wins. That's the Rays, who have exactly 100 wins. Ah. And the two teams in their division, let me tell you, honestly, I wanted a, a rivalry here in San Diego and L.A., which would have been outstanding. For baseball right now, these two teams, 150 years, moved to the West Coast at the yeah. exact same time. And, and the Giants to really be the, the Cinderella, the underdog that wasn't supposed to do jack shit, possibly finish in last place this year. We talked about great. it on the show all the time in the spring. The Giants have nothing. Yeah. Could be uh, one for one. Monday. Holy Could be a shit. couple of them. Be absolutely great. Holy cow, man. Absolutely insane. Dude. It's been crazy to watch. Hey, want to mention the guys that helped me get this, game, this show going all the time. We want to go with Alan Taylor, of course, because Alan Taylor, it was hot as shit today. Today oh. was a great day. To have a pool, if you have a pool, you're happy. Here we are. It's October 2nd. It couldn't be any warmer, man. It was in the 90s on Friday. It was extremely hot today. I was around uh, around La Mesa today. It was extremely yeah, 98. hot. Oh, man, was it warm. So, look, if you have that pool, you know what we're talking about. Right now, we're doing the show on a Saturday night. It's 947 at night. And you're going, it would be great to jump in the pool tonight. I mean, it's not yeah. too late to jump in and have a great time. Great family memories we talk about all the time. Alan Taylor is the guy that can build that pool for you. Don't waste any more time. Give Alan a call, 619-449-4452. He can also fix the pool that you have, 619-449-4452. Talked to Alan today. Did he really? Checked in, and uh, he had a couple of questions. I said, man, it feels like a tailor-made pool day. He goes, come on over. The pool's open. It's always open. Any of the best, man. Yeah, and, and I told him, uh, we were just talking about different things going on. But but I think, Dave, the, the thing that I'm most proud of our relationship with all of our guys is the credibility that they bring. And listen, Alan Taylor wouldn't have any problem. He'd fire Preller tomorrow. Preller would have been fired two weeks ago. I wouldn't want to piss Alan off. And his nitwit buddy. Well, it's not Alan. Amy would have fired him. Come on, let's figure this out. Let's call it what it is. Hey, that little bald bastard 
and the kid with the messy hair. They're getting rid of both of them. Out they go. Beat it, guys. Boston, you're out. Later. I saw Amy yell at a guy once. Called oh, him a bet. tweaker. I, Get yeah. the hell out of here, you tweaker. This guy goes, I'm not a tweaker. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, no time for that yeah, guy. I, I couldn't stop breathing. I, I, I couldn't stop laughing. I was I was dying, dude. It was so funny. Called a guy a tweaker. Yeah. We need Amy, Amy and Alan to own the pot. <laughs> you ever call somebody a tweaker? No, but I'm going to now. When the guy jumped back, I'm not a tweaker. Uh, but the credibility that they have, if you are making an investment in a pool, it's a big investment. Yep. And it's going to be there for the lifetime of your house. So you want to make sure it's the right one. Well, I can't think of anybody better to build your house than the great team at TaylorMade Pools. Find out for yourself. Dan Williams, you want to talk to Dan when it comes to finances. We tell you all the time he does great things. Helps so many of our listeners out. Be one of those people that he can help out as well. If you're having financial problems, you have debt problems, Dan's your guy. Let's get you to buy your first home. 858-688-6813. There is an answer to your problems. Dan Williams is the guy to call. 858-688-6813. Yeah, absolutely right. Has helped me so much. I uh, helped my wife so much, my ex-wife, whatever the heck she is today. We never really know. Get that thing done at some point. All I know is she's pretty damn funny today. But uh, as we did a refinance, Dan and his team just made it absolutely so easy for us. Everything was done on our schedule. So much paperwork to sign. A couple of different times, the notary said, when will you be at the house? I said, I can be there at 80. He said, great, I look forward to seeing you. Eight o'clock at night. But the papers were done. And you know the other thing, Dave? They were done on time. And man, oh man, think about that. How many times have you put paperwork in? Get up, 18. Uh, how many times have you put in paperwork and been told by the bank, hey, we'll have everything for you on Monday, only to have Monday become two weeks from Monday? Not the case with Dan and his team. If you're in the market for a refinance, make sure you call them. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Brian Curtis, you want to talk to when it comes to buying a home or selling a home. This is a great time to have that opportunity to do both. It's always extremely exciting. Also, financially, it could be the best move you ever make. Brian Curry is the person that knows San Diego County better than anyone else. Give him a call. Again, congratulations to Dylan yesterday. Big win for Poway. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, you see it so many different times with people when they bought the house and there's a problem that they weren't quite ready for. Maybe it's uh, in the plumbing, termites, right? Who knows? Guys steal some tweaker up in the attic. Well, that's a great thing. <laughs> when you go with Brian Curry, Brian's going to do the step-by-step inspection and find that guy. Uh, what's that guy's name? Pete from uh, Breaking Bad. What's his name? Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete. If he's upstairs living up there, Skinny Pete's going to be shown the door. Absolutely is going to happen. Uh, no, when you're buying a house, oh, my goodness, we all know somebody that bought that house and regretted it because theirs is the one house on the street that's not building equity every day. Please don't let it be you. Call Brian Curry and tell him where you heard it right here on your favorite podcast. Kyle Fluger's your guy for your website. Look, if you have a website that's not performing to your expectations, and look, if you have a website that needs to be repaired, Kyle Fluger's your guy. 619-500-6621. You can start brand new. 619-500-6621. Kyle and I are starting a brand new website. We couldn't be more thrilled. And really, uh, we haven't really narrowed down a title yet but it's the story of kyle's life and it's how you work two days a month and still meet all your bills and how you travel to maui mount fiji uh i think kyle was one of the first guys up in space on the elon (laughs) musk thing i mean guy's unbelievable he surfs 
He's below deck. And he shows up, fixes your website at an insanely high level, and then gets back on the road again with his beautiful family. I'm telling you, that family is just the coolest. <laughs> Love seeing his kids, his wife. They're all family to us. But, yeah, when he's not on the road or enjoying the uh, sights of Maui. Did you see that? He's in Maui. Yeah, I saw him. Unbelievable. This guy lives the life we dream of, Dave. Uh, That's a trip I would take. Not that Yellowstone bullshit. He doesn't care. He's going anywhere. Where's he going next? That's amazing. Um, but yeah, have your website improved and you could do it by having Kyle Pfluger take it over. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much they're worth? We're going October 2nd. Okay. We're going to start off with a person that's no longer with us. Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say... You ever see that movie? With, uh, with Ben... Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, no. Yeah, I watched the first 10 minutes and that turned out. Yeah, well, they start off with them dying. Did you watch the whole exercise? Do you know how he died? Uh, hunger strike? No, he, it's what I thought. No, he got shot. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. Yes. Did you watch shot. Exorcist all the way through to the end? Yes, I did. Yeah, says a lot. It does. Uh, confirms what I, I named saw you. saw Porky's, too. Of course you did. <laughs> what you know, zapped? <laughs> I've seen zapped a hundred times. <laughs> uh... Gandhi, I'm going to say, I have no idea on this. I'll say 111. It says, okay, let's see, born in 1869. that make him? Um, so 1969 would be, oh, Jesus, 152. 1869, really? It says he died in 1948. 1869 to 1948. Jeez, I had no idea. There you go. All right, how much is it worth? Uh I don't know. What's he got in his wallet? Well, that's about it. It's 21, funny you say that. 21 bucks? 1,000 bucks, it says. 1,000 bucks and a Blockbuster card? <laughs> a Blockbuster card. All right, Sting. Sting. Uh, 70. Close, 69. 69. 200 million. $400 million. Good for him. Good for him. Don McLean. Don McLean. Bye-bye, Miss American yeah. Pie. You go, this is great. And then he's, then he just went into. You know, he has more money than you think. He must have made a shitload off that song. Working out there at the safari yeah. park. Uh, I'm going to say Don McLean's 78. 75. I'm going to say uh, 60 million. $50 million. I yeah. thought you were going to say a lot less. He wrote it. Yeah. Holy cow, man. Could you drive cross country with Don McLean? No, I'd rather drive cross country with the former UCLA basketball player, Don McLean. I think I could. No, you couldn't. Don McLean? You wouldn't make it out of if he California. Started, if you couldn't make it to Yuma with Don McClain. He'd probably pull like a little ukulele out. You'd start, kick him out at Golden Acorn. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. Start singing, sorry, sorry, not. Okay. <laughs> click, 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 click. Signal's on. Don's like, what's that? Yeah, what's that? You're out. That's your exit song. <laughs> That's your exit song, bitch. Nobody wants to hear you sing about starry, starry night. Good. All right, last one. Kelly Rippa. Kelly Rippa. Who could you drive further with, Kelly Ripa or Don McLean? Kelly Ripa, I think. I think Don McLean. Uh, Kelly Ripa is going to be 46. 50 years old. Wow. 100 million. 120. 120. Would you rather drive from here to Golden Acorn with <laughs> Kelly or her husband? Kelly. No desire to hang with Mark Consuelos. <laughs> really? He doesn't seem like a bad guy. I don't want to hang with Mark Consuelos. Kelly Ripa, it's disappointing because when she got that job, you like rooted for, right? Never graduated high school. She was just some cute girl. 
Yeah. And then she just turned into, like, she seemed like she talks down to everybody. Okay. It drives uh, me crazy. I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on this. Remember when we're at East Lake Country Club, the event, and yes. at the end of the night, like you, me, Lisa, Erica, I think Mosher was still there. Yeah. A couple other friends. We're just hanging out afterwards, having a beer after that deal. I'm going to tell you, dude. I'm, I'm going to think not only Kelly Ripa, I'm going to throw Consuelos in there, too. <laughs> I think if those two were having beers, yeah, no cameras on, just bullshit and telling stories, Regis stories. Yeah, I bet they'd be awesome. I bet they would be. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's a yeah. good one. Uh, yeah, Don, click, click, you're out again. Sorry, <laughs> I think you lose the both of them. Sorry, Don, you're out. Oh my god, you know what I did last night? Kind of I went roller skating. Did you, dude? When's the last time you went you roller skating? Did you put your skating? shorts on? Oh my god, I went roller skating. It was over there by uh, Teddy Stevens Ford. It's not a Toyota dealership. It was outdoors. Why? It what was were crazy. you doing? We had a group, no, we had a group of friends that said, hey, let's go roller skating. Dude, it, was, it wasn't a blast. It wasn't a great time. No. The skates weighed like 800 pounds. I, I, was like, I felt like I had shin splints two times around. How annoying was the DJ? DJ was great. Oh, he's good? It okay, was that's great. Good. Playing freak out and everything from the 70s. It was, yeah. it was funny as hell, dude. Um, was it like roller derby? Anybody they had a roller over the rail? No, and my wife was by far the best one there. It was crazy. Really? Dude, go backwards, just flying, crossing her legs over her feet. And I'm like, what the hell? What's going on I with her, Kansas City bomber? It was like, so I was like, is this what Did you've you been doing? That movie? Yes, of course. Greatest movie ever. <laughs> Greatest movie ever. I can't wait. Your two favorite movies. God. I'm sitting there going, shit. I, don't, I didn't eat shit. I didn't fall once. But at the same time, I was like, man, I'm not going very fast. No. I think my left leg doesn't work. <laughs> this was kind of disappointing. Did God. not have a good time. How long were you there? I was there one hour. I paid for two hours. It's only 15 bucks. How's your calf feel, feeling today? No, I'm fine. I'm not sore or anything. I just was like, I thought I was going to get in there and just zoom around. I'm like, man, this guy's too good to be out here. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I, was, I was really disappointed in my athletic ability. And someone took a video. I looked like an old man with a walker. I looked terrible yeah. out there. Not ready for boogie nights, too? Dude, 100% no. No. All right, here we go. Five random questions. What's your okay. favorite soda? Oh, that's pretty good. I, I want to think about this before I just blurt it out. Let's say Barks Root Beer. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, I probably so, get Dr. Pepper more than anything, but but Barks is. So if you go somewhere and you see it, like in the fountain, or they offer it on the yeah, menu, are you excited? I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it. Oh, you know what's pretty good? I'll take that back. Jack and I are root beer guys. Yeah, IBC. I like root beer. IBC. Here's the funny thing. If I can go somewhere and I can find Diet Dr. Pepper with the little ice cubes. Yeah. Dude, I don't know why that makes my day. I'm like, I get, the, I get super the, excited over stupid shit like that. Because you never find it anywhere. Man. It we, reminds me of being in the South. Everyone drinks Dr. Pepper in the South. Yeah. We went to, Cade uh, and I went to BJ's yeah. the other day, and well, maybe a month ago. And they do like homemade root beer. Yeah. Holy cow, was that good. Yeah, that was really good. All right, if you could cure one single disease, which one would it be? Oh, I like that a lot. Um, boy, that's tough, man. Isn't that tough? I'd say uh, cancer. I, I was wondering if you were going to say cancer. i say ALS. How's that? ALS impacted uh, my great friend Jimmy Orlando. It's the worst, man. Where your yeah. head's 100% there, but your body fails. Yeah. And you realize your body's failing. You can't even talk. It, it's... And Lisa's got her Alzheimer's yeah. walk coming up in two weeks. Two weeks from today, I think, on it's the sixteenth. Sixteenth, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man, there's some there's some really bad ones. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Orlando had impacted big time. I was watching uh, The Sopranos on HBO. They ran all of them to get ready for the, the movie that opened up this yeah. weekend. And uh, Chris tells at a funeral, he goes, because you ever think it's strange, guys, that Lou Gehrig died from Lou Gehrig's disease and James Gandolfini? Can you tell the same fucking joke every time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of you. That's exactly what yeah. you would have said if I said it. Every time you go to the... Uh, Siamese twins point counterpoint <laughs> and then have the little guy do the weather. Yeah, I've heard it. Heard it. A few times. I'm telling you, TV gold. All right, here we go. If you were in the witness protection program, okay, what would be your new name and where would you live? I like this. <laughs> I'm going to live in, uh, I've already got this figured out. I'm going to live out in big sky country. Okay. I live in Montana. And uh, uh, you, could, gonna, you couldn't hide like in New York City, right? No, right. I'm going to take this guy's last name who just showed up. I'm going to be Ace Pittman. <laughs> Ace Pittman. Uh, our friend Julie Brownman just bought her second house. She bought a cabin out in Colorado. Did she really? I told her, I said, hey, listen, I'm just letting you know I'm probably going to move in there. I can do the podcast from the cabin, and I'm going to run for sheriff. We just drove through Patero tonight. Yeah. Coming out from a uh, train museum, I'm going to move to Patero and become sheriff. Do they have a separate sheriff out there? Or is that, or would I have to run Bill Gore out of office? <laughs> well, I know, man. I don't know. We have sheriffs around here all the time. Like in Benita, they have the sheriffs. They don't have, you know, to live as a PD. But I just want to be like Brian Dennehy and Rambo. Okay. <laughs> just running guys out when they're not looking, just, you know. You ever notice towns where they have sheriffs and not like other police departments? They have no street yeah. lights? Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, old school vigilante. No streetlights, so you don't see how we get things done. Do you remember lights went out in Georgia? Yes, yes. That's it. Same thing. Oh, my gosh. Biggest I'll be, uh, where are you going? That's a, It's a tough one because you, you got to think, you're out of California, right? No, yeah. one, You can't go somewhere where you're in the same state. You can't go to a major city. Can't go to Toronto. No, you can't You can't do Toronto. It's funny. I just got asked to go to Toronto yesterday. Are you um, going? I want to go. I got to figure out a time to go. I was asked, hey, how about a trip to New York and to Toronto is what I was asked to do. That's good. Um, God dang, I don't know where I'd go, man. It would have to be in the middle of nowhere that I could survive. Um, I'm thinking Colorado, somewhere in Colorado. Colorado, yeah. Because it it sure as hell wouldn't be Texas. Texas is crazy. And it wouldn't be Louisiana. No way. Too backwards. I think uh, Colorado is probably where I'd end up. Colorado is pretty cool. I like... Remember uh, the old football coach, Arkansas, Houston Nutt? Yeah. That gonna be it? I, I figured I'd name myself after like Buster Rhymes. After a be city, Buster Nut. <laughs> after a city, you know what I mean? Guys oh, are named go. after a city. You're just kind of weird, like you the know Cleveland Nut. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what do you guys look at that? <laughs> Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. There we go. <laughs> Which celebrity death do you get most emotional about? Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Kate said Kobe's a pretty That's good mine. call. Mine's Kobe. Like, I'm, I'm still upset. I can't believe Kobe's not here, and I still get sad about it. Yeah, I remember that day very well. I got to think about that. Um, You know which one upset me when he passed away? And I, and I wasn't even a fan of the show as a kid, but when he died, mm-hmm. I was like, that was one of the good ones. When, when Mr. Rogers died, I was bummed out. Yeah, he was definitely cool. Um. I think, I like the Kobe call. I think the John Lennon thing. The John Lennon. Yeah, because I remember it, December 8th, yep. 80. And 
I just, we were, I, I lived in a townhouse. My brother and I had the basement. We thought that was really cool. Yeah. That we had our own room and we we're down the basement. So it was just chaos down there because nobody knew where the hell, they had to open the door. We could hear anything going on. And uh, I remember um, we had a TV down there. We we're kind of watching Monday Night Football, but if I'm right, wasn't it the Dolphins or New England or somebody was playing yeah, in that game? Yeah. Somebody that I didn't really know yeah. a whole lot about. And I just remember them saying it. And at the time... It was like no time left on the clock. It was like a minute left in the game. Yeah. And at the time, it's not like I, I knew a whole lot about the Beatles. But I just remember like as watching everything and then becoming yeah. a fan. Um, I'm reading Keith Richards' book right now because life is yeah. pretty good. Pretty damn good. And um, you know, talking about his relationship with John Lennon and how cool it was... The mutual respect between the Stones and the Beatles, where the Beatles would call and say, hey, listen, our album's probably going to be delayed like a month. If you guys want to roll, go ahead. And the Stones would be like, oh, cool. Stones would put their album out. And then the Stones would do the same thing. Hey, we're, you know, yeah. Keith was probably jacked up on heroin. <laughs> but they would, they just, the Stones kind of knew that they had the edge that the Beatles didn't, but yeah. they were big buddies. And, and Keith Richards talks about the friendship that he had with John Lentz. Pretty cool. I lived in Tennessee when Elvis died. Oh, that was, that a, big was a big day. I that remember was, that. That was for a big sure. deal. All right, here we go. If you could be on the cover of any magazine, which one would it be? Field and Stream. <laughs> Again. Ace Pittman. <laughs> Fly um, Fishing. Any, that one's really good. Seth had all these. I, I, I think I nailed you pretty good on these. Yeah. Um, I like that again. I'm going to take, uh, oh, this should have been my calling. I missed my calling. I should have been on the cover of Pro Wrestling Illustrated <laughs> as a manager of like Smoky Mountain Wrestling and some little hillbilly managing uh, Coronado Pete. Oh my gosh. Shut your mouth out there, fatty. Shut your mouth. For Coronado Pete comes out there and knocks those teeth out of your mouth. Tell your sister I said hi. Um, dude, the Ric Flair, it's the one we mentioned once yeah. a year. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. And how the guy sat there with the microphone, I have no idea. Maybe that would have been my calling. That's funny. That could have been like Tony Giovanni. Yeah. Ric Flair comes out in this suit, and they're at the WTBS studios, Dave. And he points at this woman across the ring in the front row. And he goes, hey, lady, no woman in the world wants to be called fatso. So sweatso, sit there and keep your mouth shut till Dusty Rhodes comes out here. Then leave with him. Now, David Crockett, let me tell you what's going on. And the guy with the microphone's like, what? What did you just say? She has a family. She has a birthday. God, good luck having anything fun at her birthday. You want to get a pinata? No, I don't want to do anything. And I'll tell you what, our cousin Connie, who wanted to go out there that day, set me up. <laughs> Uh, what magazine? Back in the day as a kid, it would have been Sports Illustrated. Would have been Sports it. Illustrated. Now as an Inside adult. Sports? Forbes. <laughs> Forbes is a good call. If you're on the cover of time, it's not good. No, that's true. That's true. You don't want to be on the cover of time. Two things I want to mention. One is there's something that I saw on TV that you would absolutely love. If you can find it, you can find it on ESPN Plus. Are you a member of ESPN yeah, Plus? for sure. There's a, they did a thing on SEC Network. It was called More Than a Voice. It is oh. right up your alley. 
It's okay. about radio play-by-play with these SEC announcers. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, Perfect. it is It is so good. The guy good. from Georgia is so bad. There are so many good ones and bad ones. The guy from Georgia is terrible. There's one we guy. Did, we did. We got him. We blocked the punt. Did you hear he, that he, idiot today? He, uh, no. I didn't Georgia I, play Arkansas okay. today? There were a lot of them were guys that weren't even alive anymore, but how, they, oh. how people grew up with the radio without TV. Yeah. Because there used to be that one college football game of the week, right. and you had to listen to the radio. And all these guys, Kenny Chesney produced this thing. Peyton Manning's in it. All these guys. Eli are, Gold from uh, Alabama's on there. Yeah. Um, God dang, one of them was so fucking funny. It might have been the guy from Georgia who was like, it was Mississippi State. He goes, now it's time for the Sonic drive of the day. It's going to be your drive home. The team was terrible. Oh, boy. That's what was the Sonic drive of the day. He freaks out. We used to be able to play all these guys yes. when we did Fox College Saturday. I love that. So you mentioned Eli Gold. Okay, Eli yeah. Gold's the voice of Alabama. So he, here's what the funny thing. Eli Gold's from New York. You'd think mm. he's a Southerner. He goes to an Alabama game with a friend of his, okay? And uh, the, his friend is Butch Owens. And he's okay. like, why in the hell? He's sitting there at this Alabama game. Why would anybody watch this? when the Packers are playing the Giants tomorrow on Sunday. Like, mm. this is nothing here. And he's sitting there at the game. Halftime comes, and he turns to his buddy and says, can we go now? You know, I've had enough. And the kid's mom leans forward and looks at him and says, son, we're going to leave when this game's over, and then I'll tell you when it's time to leave. Oh. And he just said he just sat back in his chair. Well, Eli Gold becomes voice of Alabama. Yeah. And his buddy, who he went to the game with, Butch Owens, is a spotter still to this day. No way. I love yeah. it. And love so he it. took him along with him. And so it's been... Pretty pretty crazy, but you, you'll absolutely love it. It's right up Jeff's alley if you like. What's it yeah, called? It's called More Than a Voice. Okay, I'll find it. And Mike love Keith it. is in it like oh, crazy. Our buddy a... Mike Keith okay. in it like crazy. Who is Mike the voice of? Because I heard he's it. only the voice of the Titans now. He's but only he... doing Titans, not doing Tennessee. Oh, it's so funny! I swear, I thought yeah. I heard him. God, I love yeah. that dude. And what a good man. He's all in, it. and he talks about broadcasting. How he says it, there are, there's guys who call the game, and then there's and Mike's guys. in it. Mike's in it like crazy. Oh, right from the God. very beginning, Mike's in it. Great. And, uh, and Mike Keith's obviously a friend of the show and couldn't love be a nicer him. guy. So, uh, but, it, but it's really good. If you love radio and you love broadcasters, and as I said, you've heard this show a million times, Jeff's better than anyone when it comes to recognizing good play-by-play announcers. It is right up your alley. I love Mike. Second thing, I went and got today, it just came out, the iPhone 13. Jesus. It is the heaviest fucking phone of all time. Look how big. Let me it, see that thing. Let me see the front of it. It's uh, Dude, that's as big as the, uh, the Note. Right, guys? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it, hell, man, I don't know. I needed a new phone, but it is. Oh, that's nice, Dave. It is. How it, much? God, if you, without turning my phone in, it's like 1600 bucks. but I try, got 800 for the phone that I had. But the phone I had was like a 10, this is a 13. Okay. I was starting to break. Rita's phone only worked if you put it on speaker. Oh, Jesus. And then she would call me from the office, and I'd go, what the fuck do you want? I got shit going on. <laughs> I can't cuss everybody, hear me cussing at her. Yeah. And so uh, I forget that her phone only worked on speaker. But no, anyway, if you buy this 13, a lot of people can't wait for this phone to come out. I, I put it way in advance. It is so fucking heavy. When you guys that get it, crazy. you're going to go, oh, my God, this this phone's different than any other phone. It's not not fun to carry around for sure. Uh, I got a great show. Yeah. I feel like crossing streams right now. Oh, God. But we're not doing any science fiction. It's only for sports. Okay. You have Amazon Prime, yeah. right? Uh, all or nothing He's yeah. like hard knocks. It's five episodes. Jesus, Dave. <laughs> I was at line, right? Have you ever felt a phone that heavy? No. It's only five episodes, Dave. It's like yeah. an hour long. And it went in with uh, the Maple Leafs last year. And, dude, it is put together so well. All the guys are mic'd up. 
Sheldon Keefe, the head coach, is so great. What the fuck are we doing out here? But they show, and Dave, you, you'd get a big kick out of it. He goes and talks to Spezza and Matthews and John Tavares and the players, the main guys, yeah. and he's telling them, I'm not getting enough out of you. And it's from a coaching standpoint, takes you inside. And everybody remembers, I think, if you're a hockey fan, when they were playing Montreal last year, John Tavares got hit in the head accidentally by Corey Perry, and they have all of that. And you're hearing all the players mic'd up as that's going on. But, man, it is behind the scenes. And for me, I love it because it's all through downtown Toronto, which is great. But that goddamn team, like the Padres, yeah. jumped off to a huge lead. They have they have the longest streak right now. They have not won since 67. And they were the number one team in hockey. I mean, again, it's only a 56-game season. Number one team, and then they went out and fell right on their face and lost to the Canadians. But Joe Thornton's in it. Austin Matthews cool. is in it. And it's five one-hour episodes, Dave, just like Hard Knocks, but not boring as the Cowboys were. <laughs> and it, all the guys, William Nylander, they're, yeah. Wayne Simmons, they're showing you the fights. You're hearing all the audio. And it's really, really great because it, it's, it's the parallels between what happened with the Leafs and what happened this year with the Padres are very, very similar. And you watch it start to fall apart. Kyle Dubas, youngest GM, uh, Brendan Shanahan's in it, but oh my God, really good, I think, for all sports fans. So it's called All or Nothing, uh, Amazon Prime, highly, highly recommended. Cool. And then um, I felt like there was something else we were watching, but I, I don't know. I'll think about it. All right, we're back here. Wednesday, we'll have a report about SoFi. Wednesday, one quick thing before we go. Tuesday is my friend Erica Lee's birthday. And just, I always say check in on your friend. And, and do it. I I did. And listen, I, I love all the different things that are done for suicide prevention. It's just, for me, it's not as easy as posting something on Facebook for five minutes. It doesn't. It doesn't take it away. Dave, you knew her, how yeah, vibrant she was. At a time in my life when I desperately was falling apart, she every day said, no, you're not. And then in a short period of time, she was gone. So just... We talked about this last week with, with Jake's birthday, but and I'm thinking about it with Erica because they're so close to each other. Remind the people in your life that matter that you love them. Tell them every day because you may not have that chance tomorrow. But it is just so much different than posting something on Facebook. It's just skimming it. You have to check in on your friends. You have to remind them that they matter, that they have somebody to talk to. I tried to do it every day. I left a two-minute voice message, and the next day she was gone. I literally think about her three times a day. I miss her every day because where I was when we lost her and where I am today are two different people. But uh, we love her to death around here. And it's just she pops up on my social media a lot. So for Erica, rest easy. We love you. And then, uh, Dave, I'll see you here Wednesday night. Okay.
not to be reached Ended all with the smoke on the beach Conversations out on the pier Always entertaining even before we could buy beer Walk to the park our minds maybe talk to God a couple of times you could have Backstreet door, I laugh so hard. 